Lecture topic: Harms of Western celebrations. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladin astafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. ولا تركنوا إلى الذين ظلموا فتمسكم النار وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أملك عليك لسانك وليسعك بيتك وابكي على خطيئتك أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مستشفتر علماء الكرام بردسان الرسول every human being and let alone human beings every living being it has certain value in itself for things around it and for itself as well animals also have this and more than anybody and anything humans have it. So we value the things around us, we value our possessions, our homes, our belongings, our cars, our businesses, whatever else, all the material things that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with, we value it obviously. Every human being values it. And there are certain things in those material possessions also that he values more than other things. <clears throat> he'll value his wealth but more than that he'll value his home for example so now if it becomes a situation of value of losing one of the two he rather part with the wealth and keep the home but then more than that obvious any thinking human somebody who's sane he values his life more than his material possessions. So if it becomes a situation where either he must save his wealth or save his life, then no thinking person, no sane person is going to say, no, I'd rather save my wealth and lose my life. He'll try to save his wealth, but if it's clear that it's a choice of one of the two, then he'll rather let his life, wealth go and save his life. So his wealth it will come and go. Today we got it. And then if it's gone, tomorrow inshallah Allah will grant again. But now the life, that's the thing now, that's priority. So any human being up to this point, are all, any sane human being are all on the same level and thinking that this is how they would prioritize. So just as every human being gives more value to his life than his possessions, a mu'min goes one step beyond that. And a very, very big step beyond that. A mu'min gives far greater importance to his iman than his life also. That while he values his possessions, he doesn't just let it go to waste. In fact, Nabi Karim sallam has said, Inna Allah kariha lakum salasan. Allah Ta'ala dislikes three things. Qila wa qal. Just getting involved in futile discussions, 
he said, she said, and this person and that person, and just unnecessary discussions which just get into all kinds of sometimes debates and arguments. And after all that what? Many a times a person gets involved in all kinds of debates and so on. But then when it comes to action, he is not ready to do anything. He gets into lengthy discussions about things. But after all those discussions, to do something constructive, nothing. Whereas that is the real thing, to do something constructive. So we will sometimes discuss something that is of necessity to us, something that is going to help us, something that is going to be of benefit to us for that purpose, to improve ourselves, to gain better knowledge, to gain closeness to Allah wa ta'ala, to correct ourselves. So we will ask, we will discuss sometimes something. But just, just for the sake of a discussion, where is going to take us? So Nabi Kareem said, Allah ta'ala dislikes us. Teela wa qal wa kasrata su'al. Excessive questioning, meaning futile questioning. Without any purpose, without any real purpose to get to some objective, to act in accordance to that knowledge, etc. And the last thing that he mentioned, for ida'at al-mal, and just wasting the bounties of Allah Ta'ala, the ni'mats of even the material things Allah is blessed with, to squander it, to waste it, to destroy it, to just allow it to be just uh, lost in any way. Allah Ta'ala dislikes this. Allah's ni'mat it is. So must look after it and use it correctly. So even the material possessions are ni'mat of Allah Ta'ala, what a person has earned in a halal manner, it must be cared for, it must be looked after, it must be, it must not be discounted and wasted and allowed to just be destroyed. Even that has value and even Shariat has made us conscious of the value. But a mu'min is beyond general any other human being. He goes far ahead. He has value for his material possessions also, more value for his life and far greater value for his iman. Just as he understands that this material position, if this gets lost, but I save my life, I'll get more, inshallah. Allah will bless me with more. More than that, he understands that life one day will go. Nobody is going to be living in this dunya forever. If not today, tomorrow, if not tomorrow, the next day, if not the next day, the next month, sooner or later, there is no way anybody is going to stay here in this dunya forever. Everyone is going to leave. Kullu nafsin ra'iqatul maut. Allah Ta'ala has declared this in the Quran Sharif clearly. Every soul will taste from the cup of death. Everyone will meet his end in dunya and he will be laid to rest in that cover. So sooner or later life is going to go. No matter what we try to do, what kind of fortress we might put ourselves in, Aynama takunu. يُدْرِكُمُ الْمَوْتُ وَلَوْ كُنْتُمْ فِي بُرُوجٍ مُشَيَّدًا Allah Ta'ala says, wherever you might be, you may be in a fortified fortress. Not just any fortress. فِي بُرُوجٍ مُشَيَّدًا In a fortified fortress. But يُدْرِكُمُ الْمَوْتُ Death will find you there as well. If the time has come, nothing can prevent death. So in any case, life is going to go sooner or later. But if a person left this world with his iman intact, he protected and safeguarded his iman, then life in dunya is going to go sooner or later. 
But then a mu'min has iman in the life hereafter. And just as he has full iman and yaqeen and conviction that this dunya is a very temporary place and every person believes that. That nobody is here forever. That is one certainty that everybody is unanimous on. The worst atheist also accepts that he's not going to stay here forever. A mu'min just has, he has iman in this reality that dunya is a temporary place. He has iman in the reality that akhirat is an eternal place. Life is dunya is temporary and life in akhirat is eternal. Will never come to an end. So therefore in the hadith sharif, Allah tabarak in the Nabi Kareem says, فَآثِرُوا مَا يَبْقَى عَلَى مَا يَفْنَى This is common sense. A person gives priority to that which is longer lasting than that which is shorter lasting. Something that is going to perish in any case, and something that might have more longer life, lifespan. So if this is going to perish, rather save that. This is going in any case. This has got a two-day, three-day lifespan. It's a perishable item. I'm going to have got only so much of capacity to save this or that. You rather save that. So likewise, dunya is a very temporary place. And akhirat is permanent. Akhirat is eternal. Now we have an option to now choose one of the two that any thinking person will choose that which is eternal. So the eternal life is the life of the hereafter. And what is the ticket to that jannat, eternal jannat? Is iman. So now everything has to be done to protect the iman above everything else. More than our wealth, our possessions, more than our lives. We have to protect our iman. Our iman, anything that contaminates it in any way whatsoever, then a mu'min will not be able to allow that to happen, to tolerate that. That I can compromise other things but can't compromise my iman. I can't compromise my deen. I can compromise the possessions that I have. That okay, I wanted to save everything but something got lost but not at the expense of my iman. That is the priority. Not at the expense of my deen. Now in this regard is one ayat of the Quran Sharif. Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala says, وَلَا تَرْكَنُوا إِلَى الَّذِينَ وَلَمُوا فَتَمَسَّكُمُ النَّارِ وَلَا تَرْكَنُوا Don't even incline. Rukun. In Arabic the word rukun, tarkanu, it means incline. Now how does a person incline towards something? He might incline in terms of his actions. He might even incline in terms of his inclinations of his heart. He regards something as exciting, something as worthy of attraction, something as worthy of being... Just look at it and admire it. Allah Ta'ala, save us from any level of inclination. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا تَرْكَنُوا إِلَى الَّذِينَ وَلَمُوا those who have oppressed themselves. How do they oppress themselves? In the Quran Allah says, Inna shirka la wulmun azim. The worst oppression is shirk. Kufr and shirk, this is the worst oppression that a person can commit onto himself. That this will be that oppression that will land him perpetually in Jahannam. If he doesn't die on Iman, he continued on that line of kufr and shirk and left this dunya. He's put himself into the worst thing that ever can happen, 
that he's put himself perpetually into the fire of Jahannam. That's the worst oppression. So Allah Ta'ala says that وَلَا تَرْكَنُوا إِلَى الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا Don't even incline towards those who have oppressed themselves. One is that we have been, due to the virtue of our Iman, we have been emphasized upon to treat every living thing also with kindness. Even an animal, a thirsty dog, a woman of ill repute, she gave water to a thirsty dog. In the hadith of Bukhari Sharif, this is mentioned in the times of the Bani Israel. And she saw this dog dying of thirst. She lowered her sock, taking out her scarf. So even in that time, a woman of ill repute also never exposed her hair in public. This was a woman of... She didn't have the guts to do it. This was so... Something without shame. So she had a scarf as well. So she tied the scarf, the end of the scarf, she put the sock, tied it there, and then she lowered it into the well because she had nothing else to draw the water out. And then she drew the water out and gave that water to the thirsty dog which was dying of thirst. Allah Ta'ala made this a means of her reformation and her forgiveness. And she passed away on the state of Iman and the state of Toba. Allah forgave her. So now even that kindness to a dog, that too was rewarded. What about the kindness to any human being? That is something we have been taught about in the Quran Sharif. لَا يَنْهَاكُمُ اللَّهُ عَنِ الَّذِينَ لَمْ يُقَاتِلُوكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ وَلَمْ يُخْرِجُوكُمْ مِنْ دِيَارِكُمْ أَنْ تَبَرُّوهُمْ وَتُقْسِتُوا إِلَيْهِمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُقْسِتِينَ Allah Ta'ala does not forbid you to be kind, to be just to every person. Allah Ta'ala loves those who are just. Allah loves those who are kind. Any human being, the worst atheist on earth, the one who is committing every kind of vice and evil, but if he's in a difficult situation, he needs some food to eat, he needs some water to drink, to give him that water is an act of great reward. To feed him is an act of great reward. To clothe that person who doesn't have that basic clothing is an act of great reward. He might be anybody walking on the face of this earth. So that is one part of it. And that we must do as much as we can. But in fulfilling these good acts of kindness, of feeding those who are hungry, of giving water to the thirsty, of clothing those who don't have any clothes, decent clothes to wear, of putting a shelter on the head of somebody who doesn't have a decent shelter. And these are all things that we should be doing as much as we can. Not just doing something to appease ourselves that I did something, now that's it. But if I can do more, I should be doing more. Whatever capacity Allah has blessed us with, to try and do better. Because people are out there in a very desperate situation. So if Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with more, we should be doing more as well. So in any case, all this is in its place. But in fulfilling these acts of kindness, there should be no compromise on our deen, on our iman. There should be no compromise in what Allah has given us as our ticket to Jannat. So now among these things are the aspect of these celebrations of the kuffar. person gets involved in some aspect of these celebrations. Celebration is part of a human's nature. From time to time he wants to express some celebration, he wants to celebrate, express some joy. This human nature, this part which is in Sanskrit, his nature, 
our complete and perfect deen has taken care of everything that is part of insan's nature. When Nabi Kareem sallallahu came to Madinah Munawwara and he saw the people celebrating certain festivals, he asked them, what is this? What are you doing? So they said, no, from the times of Jahiliyyah, from the times of the ignorance, we have been celebrating these things. Nabi Salaam said, no, no, no. Allah Ta'ala gave you some better celebration than this. The better celebration Allah blessed you with is the celebration of Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. That's your celebration. Not this. Leave this aside. Your celebration is what Allah has blessed you with. And that has been made a day which is compulsory to celebrate. Fasting is such a great ibadat. But come the day of Eid, it is haram to fast. Allah Ta'ala has made it a day of eating, drinking, of eating and feeding. That this is how an insan expresses celebration. When a day of celebration comes, he eats better food, he dresses up in his best clothing. On the day of Eid, it is sunnah to dress in the best clothing. He puts on some, anoints himself with some fragrances. On the day of Eid, it is sunnah to apply itar, to wear one's best clothing, to have better things to eat to the extent that that's why Sadaqatul Fitr has been made wajib. That somebody cannot afford that better food. Give him the Sadaqatul Fitr so he too can enjoy the na'mas of Allah on that day. So that he can celebrate as well. Allah Ta'ala made Sadaqatul Fitr wajib. On the day of Qurbani, somebody doesn't have anything to celebrate with. So it has been made mustahab that that animal which somebody is slaughtering, give one third to the poor also. So he can have something to enjoy as well. He can celebrate as well. Allah Ta'ala made that celebration wajib for us. So insan, this is his tabiyat and nature that he wants to celebrate. But not the celebration of those who celebrate na'uzubillah, kufr and shirk. Now comes this time of the year, one part is gone already. Now comes the last day of the so-called Gregorian calendar. As a result of living in a time and place where that calendar is now the common calendar, so we will keep track of the date, what date it is, whatever the needs are. But a mu'min's calendar is the Islamic calendar, is the Hijra calendar. He knows first what date it is in terms of the Hijra calendar, with what month it is. If you ask ourselves, what's the month today, what's the date today, whereas we should be conscious of this, what's the Islamic date? That's where we start off from. Then out of a necessity, on the level of necessity, we'll keep in touch with the Gregorian calendar as well, that whether it is January or December, whatever it is, but in any case now comes the day of, the last day of the Gregorian calendar and then the first day when the date changes now it becomes the 1st of January. So now the 1st of January the whole world goes into so-called celebration mode. So now celebrating what? We're celebrating the new year. Whose new year? The new year of the Muslims? Muslims new year is Muharram. 1st of Muharram is his, is his new year. And that new year starts off on what? On the calendar of the Hijra, the migration of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Hijra calendar we call it. The Hijra which became a means of deen getting established and spreading. Everything to do with deen. And the other side, they say no, the new year. So the new year, so now they celebrate the new year. Where this new year came from? What is the celebration all about? They say no, January. January comes from what? It says Janus. Now what is Janus supposed to be? It says Janus is na'udhu billah, summa na'udhu billah, 
the God of gates. In their own issues, the God of gates. So now they're celebrating a celebration that is linked to the God of gates, shirk. Allah is one. La ilaha illallah. None worthy of worship but Allah Ta'ala. Mushrikeen got unlimited number of deities. And among them the so-called God of gates. A God of gates, they celebrate Janus, so they named the month, first month of the year, January. And now coming the first day, the first, the date changes now, so now they celebrate it. Now whether somebody now realizes where it started off from or not, whether they even remember it or not, whether they have any idea what's going on or not, but this is the inception. This is where it started off from. Now somebody says, but everybody forgot about it, so what, what difference it makes? Now just for our understanding as an example, these things have happened over time in history. There are many, many such occasions that various nations celebrate. Why they celebrate those days? That this was the day that we conquered our enemies. Now they call it Independence Day and they call it whatever day. So they conquered their enemies. Now supposing somebody, some community is celebrating a day. Why? Because somewhere down the annals of history, further down many centuries back, they were at war with our own forefathers, our great-grandfathers. They were at war with them and they totally ran over them, destroyed them, mercilessly beat them up. They violated them, Allah forbid what not they did to them. And now as a result of this, they are celebrating. They got this day of celebration. Now, one, two generations later, people forgot where they started off from. Now, they are celebrating it. Our great-grandchildren now came in, and now they want to join them in the celebration. So now we're telling them that, look, you can't be part of this celebration now. We're sitting in our old age, 95 years old, telling you, you don't know what happened. You don't know what happened. They, what they did to your great-great-grandfather and your great-great-grandmother and whoever else, and now they're celebrating this. And you want to join them in the celebration, which is so exciting. And what about the so exciting firework displays and all the atmosphere and so on. So I'm just watching, I'm doing nothing. He says, you don't know you're watching what he's doing to my heart. Stabbing me deep down. That how can you be celebrating the destruction that was brought upon your own forefathers? Now that is a destruction of life, destruction of... Which will hurt anybody who has some understanding. More important than that life, as we discussed, is deen, is iman. And the worst oppression is shirk. Now something that has stemmed out of shirk, and is a celebration of shirk, and a celebration of those who are steeped in shirk. Those who have no truck with iman, they have no link to deen, they have no consciousness of Allah wa ta'ala, they are deniers of Allah wa ta'ala, they na'uzubillah, disrespect Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They regard his deen as na'uzubillah, what not they call it. And now they celebrating. And we say we're watching, we're part of it, we're enjoying it. Allah ta'ala says, وَلَا تَرْكَنُوا إِلَى الَّذِينَ وَضَمُوا فَتَمَسَّكُمُ النَّارِ Don't even incline towards those who have oppressed themselves. And the greatest oppression is shirk. Otherwise the fire of Jahannam will afflict you. فَتَمَسَّكُمُ النَّارِ Allah ta'ala protect us and save us. So it's not just a matter of, well, I was just watching or something or part of it. 
we have to be far away from it. Far away physically, far away in terms of our hearts and minds also. That we got nothing to do with the change of the Gregorian calendar. Our change of calendar is on the first of Muharram. And that reminds us of the Mubarak Hijrah of Nabi Karim Wasallam, The sacrifices that were made at that time. What kind of difficulties and hardships were undergone so that deen and iman could reach us here today in this house of Allah Ta'ala. So that today we could be saying La ilaha illallah. And we could be saved from shirk and kufr. That is our calendar. And this change of calendar is just happening for us. It's part of just something on the side because of the need of the time we have to know what's the date. More than that, nothing else. And as far as any celebration linked to it, that's got nothing to do with a mu'min. A mu'min, his greatest value is for his iman. His greatest value is for his deen. What does it matter to him what something else has been? He worries more about what is his iman, how to protect and safeguard his iman, not to compromise his iman in any way. So he won't be waiting for the turn of the clock that when he's going to strike midnight. He'll be very worried at that time that I mustn't be part of anything to do with shirk. He'll make few rakats extra of nafil salah, salat al-tawba, salat. Ya Allah, in this time if I got caught up in something too, Allah forgive me. So mu'min, his concern is his iman. This is his ticket to jannat. Without his iman, there's nothing. He can have the whole world, but without iman, it's worth nothing. His greatest value is iman, which is a ticket to the eternal jannat. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, keep us steadfast on deen and iman. Allah ta'ala, save us from all the fitna that goes around. Allah ta'ala, protect us, protect our families, protect our progeny till qiyamad. Allah ta'ala, keep us steadfast on iman. Take us on perfect iman. And raise us on the day of qiyamah to perfect iman. Wa akhiru ta'awana. Alhamdulillah.